Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight You the type to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive Yes sir, welcome back to another episode of Trap or Dive Podcast Provided to you by 214 Media and... SB Nation's Hogs Haven. I'm your host, Molly Maul, Coach Maul, Hand Dog Maul, all that good stuff, man. Let me go ahead and get the third guy in there. Boom. Um, AJ and Dre is in here as well. Fellas, what it do, baby? How y'all feeling, bro? <laughs> Never a dull <laughs> moment, is it, huh? I mean, even after the draft, we got Washington news out the ass today, man. So, you know, it's never a dull moment. I'm feeling good. Nah, it's, it's, it isn't, man. And you know what's crazy? I want to. I wanted to save it for like. Let's get one thing out of the way before we get into it. But to your point, the news that we're discussing or that we will get into is over a year old. Like, and the guy that I, I, I truly sometimes dislike for his his incredible uh, ability to to provide misinformation on a report, um, or outdated report, uh, has has got everything circulated once again. So um it's messy uh but here we are but it's also a good conversation because uh, aj asked us a question in the chat which i thought was um it was important to ask uh and then also you know it, it kind of dives into just just the over the instead of speaking around the, the the topic for those who may not be aware sam howe is in the news once again um the the commanders put out a fed some some comments and quotes to john kine uh respected reporter and you know he he put it in his article well written article on why uh the commanders are moving forward with sam Howe. um but ultimately uh it's it's just become um another lightning rod on social media so um we'll see how this goes uh but before we get into it man uh if you are new to the chopper dive podcast and whichever way you are listening whichever way you are watching make sure you hit that follow button make sure you hit the subscribe button um, it's truly appreciated. If you got time, uh, hit us with a rating and a review. We definitely appreciate it as well. Um, Dre, man, was you watching the games this weekend? So the playoff games, you know, I try to check in on uh, a little bit of them from time to time. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. The Wizards they really kind of mess me up with the NBA, man. I'm not even. <laughs> oh, I ain't even think you was going Washington. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just as far as like they just kind of drain like my interest in the overall watching, but I still keep up with it. I mean, I love watching. Uh, I still like watching the Warriors, you know, even though I don't want them mm-hmm. to win the championship this year. I, I like the Lakers and Warriors. It's been entertaining. I mean, even last night's game, I didn't watch it, but I, I like to keep up with the stats. But I hear Jokic killed it, man. So, you know, it's it's been fun. I, I'll probably start getting it into it, especially tonight. I'm going to watch the Lakers Warriors tonight. Yeah, it's crazy because that that what's going on, Amani. My bad. I I appreciate you checking in. How you feeling, big dog? It's good, man. Um, yeah, like the the um the 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 Nuggets game was interesting because like you, they were going back and forth, you know, throughout the whole throughout the whole night. Um, and then obviously Jokic is out here pushing owners <laughs> in the side in the stands and stuff. So you know, I, matter of fact, it was some news that literally just came out. I, I forgot to check my phone. Let me see. ESPN said something. Is he getting um, suspended? I'm about to 
he avoids suspension but got fined 25k. Well, they ain't fining Jokic. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, they wild, not suspended though? him. They they not suspended but, him. Like people don't understand. So if people are looking at it from 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 one lens, right, you see that the owner quote unquote flopped, right? But at the same in the same vein, um, Jokic is like he has to be at least a hundred pounds bigger than the owner, bro. Like. If he even taps him with his elbow, it's possible that he literally does fall back like that. Flailing your arms—that's one thing, but you can literally you can flail your arms and still get knocked back. Like so, I, I think to, to that point, um, it was kind of it was kind of interesting that a random fan got uh, escorted out the game and Jokic stayed in, and the owner didn't <laughs> go nowhere. But a random fan got kicked out. Like they had to get rid of somebody, and they they picked a random fan who touched Jokic. Um, so it is what it is. The Lakers games. Um, it's weird, uh, Dre, because like I love that series too, but then like it's all blowouts. <laughs> but I, I, know, I love every, watching it. Every game, whoever wins is blowing them out. Yeah, but man. I will say, man, the the Suns and Nuggets outside of the Jokic stuff, man, KD and Devin Booker balling. <laughs> like them yeah. two dudes is balling. It's just the two of them too. Yeah, star power, <laughs> bro. Without without that boy Chris Paul, man, who will always find a way to let his team down in the playoffs. <laughs> and and, and yeah, at this point, the criticism this time. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it's it's like you you look at you look at Chris Paul, um, and in the it's a repeated trend with that man. Like, like nobody can count on him after April. Like he continuously gets hurt in the playoffs, bro. And, and, and at this point, it's it's fair to criticize him if you ask me. Like, find a way to stay healthy, bro. Like, you need something. Uh, He's the point I, guard, right? Point guard, you gotta hey. <laughs> point guard, man. Okay, let's go ahead and tap into this thing, man. Dre, we have some news, um, some transaction news. Chase Rouillet was uh, officially uh, announced as a post-June 1st cut designation. Um, so there is no more Chase Rouillet on this roster. Um, I believe Chase Rouillet was a draft pick of the 2017 draft class, sixth-round pick, I believe, fifth or sixth-round pick uh, for the Washington Redskins at the time. Um, so that officially um gets him off the roster but shout out to the people at Hogshaven Bill and Bangkok um who wrote the article to give us an update on what has to happen um in the next few days so there needs to be two more cuts even after the release of Chase Rouye because Washington still has um 12 undrafted free agents um rookie free agents that's going to be uh coming aboard and then obviously the rookie draft class as well who has to Come around so salary salary cap and roster limit is at play for the commanders um and obviously washington has 80 people on the roster right now um they did the math for us already and then you have um a 90-man limit that you have to go into camp with so there's a few more cuts on the way i mean at this point uh uh dre i'm not necessarily sure like i always said even after they drafted forbes and uh, the nickel guy that I always y'all y'all got his name for him. Um, what's that boy's name? Y'all 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 call him. Um, what Quan Martin? Quan. I about to say yeah. I, I don't call him Quan. <laughs> I call him I call him Jartavius. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, you might want to start calling him Quan. <laughs> why why is his name Quan, bro? I don't know, man. You know, it might be one of them hood things. He might have grew up in the hood and they just started calling they just started him Quan calling for some Quan, reason. Man. We gotta find out his middle name, man. It might be some okay. Quan or something. <laughs> it, it's funny. I'm looking at the depth chart on Hogshaven right now, and they they got. <laughs> They don't even put Jartavis as Quan on the jump. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, so like I, I initially thought 
that um, Kendall Fuller could have been a cut candidate for Washington after they drafted Quan. And um, I took some time to think about it. And I don't necessarily agree with my initial thought anymore. Um, I do think that Quan is in a position to become a full-time slot guy. Um, I do think that. Uh, however, I, I don't think the money that Kendall Fuller is making is significant enough to have him cut, especially when Washington needs depth. Now, if Kendall wants a trade and he wants somewhere where he knows he's going to get significant time or he's going to be able to start at the same position that he started last year for Washington, that's one thing. Um, but I don't see him getting cut right now. Um, I do think that the obvious one that is lingering right now is Andrew Norwell um, on the offensive line. Obviously, like you said, Tracy Rea is gone. Uh, Andrew Norwell is a guy who, if we always listen to Ron and, and how he talks about people on the left guard spot, especially with the competition and things like that, uh, Andrew Norwell is never mentioned. <laughs> and, and even when people in the reporters, the beat reporters bring up Andrew Norwell, he has a little to say about him. Um, I think that kind of tells us that he's going to be one guy to go. Excuse me. If you ever think about another guy that may end up getting the snip snip, um, it's probably somebody whose name we aren't even thinking of, like a low level type of player. Um, I don't know if you have any ideas, but um, what are your thoughts on? Um, I, I would assume everybody kind of thinks the thing, thinks the same, but I'll give you the floor. What are your thoughts on Chase Rue getting um, the snip snip and then? Who else is behind impossible names? Who, who who's going to be following Chase Rouillet? Yeah, I think the last show we actually kind of mentioned Chase Rouillet is one of those guys that would be on that like post June first uh, cut designation list because the Ricky Stromberg draft pick. I mean, when he he got drafted, and we also talked about the Nick Gates sign. I mean, those are two guys that can play center. You know, they can play guard. They can shift in and out. But though that that the drafting of Ricky Stromberg to me was like the final nail in the coffin for Chase Rouillet. I was like, where does he fit now? He doesn't fit anywhere on this roster now that they drafted this guy because. And initially, we thought Nick Gates would be probably the starting center, but then you draft a Ricky Stromberg, who is a center, and he was a pretty damn good one in college, and he seems like a Chase Ruya type of guy, so the writing was on the wall at that point, and as far as other guys that I think that could be on that list, obviously, Andrew Norwell, as you mentioned, I think he's definitely a candidate to be that guy, and the other guy that I'm thinking about on, that could be on this list is Logan Thomas. I mean, I think he may be that guy that they end up cutting, you know, it's, you know, because they, they have a lot of those young tight ends in the room that they seem to like. Now, none of these guys, you know, pop out to me as a tight end one or in any case. But then again, Logan Thomas didn't pop out as tight end one last year either after his injury. Like he just didn't look like the same guy he was pre-injury. He looked a little slower and he just didn't seem like that, you know, that same, that same type of player. So, that's a guy I'm looking at that can possibly get cut. Um, you still have John Bates on the roster. You have Amani Bates behind him. I mean, Amani, uh, what's his name? Amani Rogers. Yeah, yeah Amani Rogers. John um, Bates, Amani Rogers. And yeah, Curtis then it's the other guy. What's his name? Hodges, I think, yep. the tight end. Yeah, so, I mean, they got a couple of guys, young guys they like, but they're all young and unproven. But, again, Logan Thomas didn't seem like that guy last year either. So, he's a guy I think that could be that candidate outside of maybe a Kendall Fuller. But again, I'm kind of with you on the Kendall Fuller thing. I don't think Kendall Fuller gets cut yet because I still think you need a Kendall Fuller around. Cause as you said, we don't know if Quan Martin is ready to step in and be that full-time guy. I mean, yep. he probably can't he be, be a real sure about Quan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but I mean, they drafted him second round. I mean, they, they obviously think high of him, but I don't know if they just want to be so sure of him yet to say, we got to get rid of a Kendall Fuller, but I think the other candidate could be Logan Thomas. Yeah, that was my thing with Kendall. Um, like, I, I was in a space where 
Uh, initially, so the first night, Thursday night, I'm in a space where like I know that Forbes is going to be kicked outside. He's automatically outside, and I'm sitting here thinking, uh, so what does that mean for Kendall? And I don't necessarily think that he's the best uh, candidate to move inside and, and play slot corner. Like that wasn't, that's kind of where I was like, um, I remember where he's at, what he did in slot and, and he didn't look too good. And even on the outside, like that was my thing. Um, I, I said that all last season. Like I, I just didn't really think that he had it. And, and I also thought that quarterbacks didn't challenge, like they weren't scared to challenge him. Um, of course he made plays, uh, towards the end of the season, he got on a roll in terms of like how he was able to read the, the, uh, the alignments and just even understand what's going on from a play standpoint. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, like you have to be able to perform it at a adequate or excuse me, a, a good level all throughout the season. And, uh, I don't think that he can do that at slot, but to your point, like Quan hasn't seen any reps and it would be premature. As you said, um, it would just be premature to really look at, at Quan and Kendall and say, all right, he can get the boot and Quan hasn't even played it down yet. That could be a major mistake. And uh, so it's, it's going to be safe. It's going to be good to, to sit here and, and see what Quan can do. And I think it's ultimately everything will depend on where he's at as the off season moves along as training camp moves along. And that may determine Kendall Fuller's fate in terms of their confidence level. Cause they're not scared to play the younger guys. Um, I think that's part of the reason why Jamin Davis if you, look at the, if you look at the linebackers, it's kind of leading the helm in that position. Like they were comfortable letting Cole Holcomb move on and bringing in a Cody Barton uh, and, and having Jamie Davis run the show. Behind him is Khalid Cousin and David Mayo. Uh, another person that I can think of, if you talk about random names who really holds special teams value to the team, is Nathan Gary, who is a, a random linebacker name where you can think of because uh, they, they're kind of thin in the defensive line because of um well won the suspension to uh what's his name shaka tony and like everything outside of that are, are younger players so you can look at a nathan gary and be like okay he's a guy we can probably pick up after the, the final cuts um so these are kind of some some random names but and even rashad wild goose like who's really i don't think nobody's tripping off letting him go but see, Mo, uh, uh, something that a lot of people are forgetting, too. Washington claimed Cam Dantzler off of waivers. And that's a guy who, I mean, he was a third-round pick a couple of years ago. And Minnesota, he played in Minnesota. They seem to like him up there. I mean, he played at Mississippi State as well, like Emmanuel Forbes. But, I mean, he's a guy that people think – I mean, even Minnesota fans kind of thought highly of him before he got injured. So, I mean, yeah. if he's a guy they claimed off of waivers, obviously they feel a little bit highly of him. And he's a guy that could be someone that's – works his way up the death chart. So that's another guy to keep an eye out on as far as CB death. So a guy like Wild Goose, those type of guys, it may not be a room for them this year. Yeah. No, I mean, no I big. Think, mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, yeah, with the cornerback position, some guys are just going to have to make their way on the team due to special teams. You know, Dancer pretty much out the league in a sense because of how he, he wasn't really performing in Minnesota, but just having that big body, uh, maybe he can be uh, a press uh, outside corner. But, I mean, I don't see Fuller getting cut on this scene. Like, I can't see that. It'd just be negligent of them to do that because you have so much inexperience and you have you have injury concerns with um, with Ben St. Juice. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, then on top of that, who's coming in to play slot? Like, do you try to keep Danny Johnson on the roster again? Because that's essentially what happened is once once they had to move Ben back outside, they really didn't have a slot. You know, they were just trying to make it work with Danny. And then there was never really a concise plan and togetherness of that defensive back group because of the fact that it was Ben, William Jackson, third, and Kendall Fuller. And then once they moved Kendall, I mean, once they moved uh, William out the picture, it was like, finally, this group is getting to kind of work together and stay in the same unit and, and communicate better. Because that's really what it boils down to is that communication on the back end. But I think it's Logan Thomas and Andrew Norwell that, that get the release. I can't, I can't see the value in Norwell at this point with how many guys are position flex. Then on top of that, he didn't play well last year. And then for Logan, you can't pay him that kind of money. And he, he, and my, <laughs> he don't provide nothing to the to the team at at this point because he'll never he'll never get that agility and burst back. He already didn't have much anyways. Uh, at thirty two years people, old too. Yeah, putting on that weight. And the type of ACL tear he had, it'll it'll never be the same. So you might as well give him more more bump to Turner, Amani Rogers, Curtis Hodges, uh, the John Bates, or if they just don't look good, there's still some free agent tight ends out there on the marketplace that you could bring in. But I just don't see the value. And Logan's not a blocking tight end either. Like he's learning yeah. the position, even <laughs> even though he's 32, you would think he'd been doing it for a long time. But Logan really really still young and learning the position and getting playing time, taking what he's learned off the field and having to do that on the, on the actual field. So then you put in the injury. Nah, dog. I'm wait. I think Logan's getting eight a year. Yeah. I, I was really about to say it's two, it's two things. Yes. To the 8.6 mil he's going to be making, or he's going to be on the cap um, in 2023. And then secondly, to your point, AJ, I actually think, it's kind of wild out of all people you you're being nice today uh logan you're saying he's still young to the position he's just not good at blocking like it ain't it ain't nothing he gotta learn he just suck he's just not he's not a good blocker um it is what it is and and just some people just don't have it in that area like sure he can occupy somebody but he gonna get he gonna get thrown out the club like when it comes down to it if he got to get his hands dirty he gonna get thrown out the club I mean, he's a former quarterback. You got to remember that. Them quarterbacks yeah. don't like the block. <laughs> yeah, he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't with the smoke for real, for real. Uh, Monty, appreciate you checking in, big dog. Uh, everybody that's just checking in, welcome, man. Appreciate y'all joining. If you're watching on Twitter, I should have said this initially as well. Um, we appreciate you watching. You can stay there. Um, but if you do want to be a part of the show, try to migrate over to the YouTube channel. It's on, uh, I think it's in my profiles uh, uh, bio. Um, you can click there and be a part of the show, but we aren't, we can't see comments through Periscope uh, for whatever reason. It doesn't let you see it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with Logan. It's going to actually be interesting. It's just weird, man, because they talk, they, Dre, we talked about it for a second, um, how they didn't talk about Andrew Norwell, but they definitely say they have plenty to say about Logan Thomas and they really like Logan Thomas. And, and when you look at them, and, and I got to give them credit because I'm not going to be completely. Uh, unfair to Logan. Um, he did have a couple games towards the end of the season. Like it took him a long time to start like feeling himself again. And 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 that was towards the end of the season last year. And I don't know if that's enough to keep him on the roster going into 2023 season. 
but he did have some games where you saw uh, he was a little bit quicker in and out of his routes for whatever that's worth. Um, his straight line speed was better um, for whatever that's worth once again. Uh, and it was much, it was noticeably better from the beginning and middle of the season uh, as opposed to the end of the season. So I had to give him credit. He did look better towards the end of the year. Uh, but again, when you're making 8.6 million and like money and in, in, in politics come into place because they love their tight ends behind them. So, and, well, we'll Mo, you know, speaking of the tight end position, I actually forgot to mention Cole Turner. You know, what, I wonder what they think of him. I mean, that's a guy they drafted, what, fourth round last year? Maybe, I mean, he was injured a lot last year, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. So I wonder yeah. if he's going to make that ascension that or that step this year. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a guy, another guy probably going to keep a little bit of an eye on over the summer to see if he's made any strides. But, I mean, we thought he could be something last year out of Nevada. So, I mean, he's another guy to keep an eye on, uh, eye on at the tight end position. My man Hawk, appreciate you checking in, big dog. Uh, yes, I'm. I, and y'all know, like I said it last year, I'm a fan of of Cole Turner. So, you know, we'll see how how he looks um, in year two. Hopefully, he has a healthy season. Um, it's just um, it, it is very unfortunate that, um, you know, his first year in, that he just battled the injury bug. Um, and hopefully, if it's if it's a consistent problem, that's that's definitely not good for anybody, um, the the team or for himself at all from a career standpoint fellas we beat around the bush for a little bit but um it's time man it's time uh we kind of know what's going on over the, the past day or so uh washington has been in the news lately uh primarily for tampering reasons alleged tampering reasons um but the backstory behind that it's stemming from a 2022 report from John Kime in his article. Uh, and, and from what we all remember, oh, look, here it go. <laughs> Hawk said it before I even got to it. Um, but uh, a report from last year where uh, they kind of shed light in John Kime's report that, uh, you know, their QB search was far and wide. It spanned from all 32 teams to possible available quarterbacks on all 32 teams. Uh, and one of the quarterbacks that were, that was mentioned in the article was Andrew Luck and what he was up to three years into retirement at the time. Um, however, to be honest with you, if y'all want to talk about that, that's one thing, right? We can talk about it. Well, I'll put it this way. Y'all can talk about it. <laughs> uh, but my, my biggest thing is the relevance to today and the relevance to today is the article that Kine put out this year and a couple of days ago where he mentioned what Sam Howe did to for the staff for him to be considered quarterback one. Now, I have several thoughts on everything that's going on behind Sam Howe, and I know everybody on, on this show right now has several thoughts behind Sam Howe, but for context purposes, to start this, conversation is the following washington scouts gave sam how a part of the article was that washington scouts gave sam how a grade that was equivalent to a second round pick uh with their draft process and the quote in the article goes as following some of them gave him a third round equivalent but others had him in the late first one source said leading into the draft that had they not traded for Wentz, 
they would have targeted how on the second day when he was still available in the fifth round, the commanders pounced. Quote, unquote. I'll leave it there and we can generate the conversation from there. Um, but I, I guess I'll start with this. And I don't think I don't think I'm about to hold back at all because I, I look, it's the it's beyond this their last year. Ron, this is Ron last year. Um, this is this whole stash last year. Um, and, and it's not that I was ever holding back, but I think it's important for all of us to kind of understand the situation that we're getting into. Um, if you are a person who has been believing the put it this way, this is easier. I'm okay with them going with Sam Howe. I have said this all off season long. I'm okay with them going with Sam Howe, but I'm not okay with how they arrived at Sam Howe. I think everything that they did when it comes to uh, their evaluations, um, their arguments made for Sam, it's all circumstantial. And it's all, um, look, we're not in the best position to acquire a top quarterback so let's build up the biggest argument for why we're going to go with Sam Howe. And I don't and I don't respect that part of everything because it's not necessarily telling us the whole truth. Um, if if he was a second round grade, I don't understand why you had to wait to the fifth round to grab him. Uh, why does Carson Wentz have to do with anything related to Sam Howe if Sam Howell is your guy? For for comparison purposes, when you look at 2012, in theory. Uh, Mike Shanahan says he's on board with RG3, but RG3 wasn't his guy. He wasn't going to be willing to trade up for all of those picks. I mean, he wasn't willing to trade all of those picks to, to get a quarterback in, in RG3. So what does he do? He gets a quarterback three rounds later. He doesn't wait to the sixth or seventh round to get a guy. He gets Kirk Cousins. And he was going to get uh, Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson wasn't taken. So like he's he has these guys that he's identified and that he was willing to go with. And he didn't wait until the perfect opportunity he had these guys, and if they if they were available to him earlier, he would have grabbed them. And, and I think for Washington, um, if you really like this guy in the point of, of a second or third round, but Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz deterred you from getting them. Uh, was he really that highly evaluated or highly valued for your from your scouting department and from your coaching coaching staff? Um, this sounds like a guy who you were hoping you can develop, which in theory it kind of worked out in your favor because he only played one game. For you in 2022 but ultimately i'm in a position where when i look at sam howe but also i look at the messaging that they're saying with sam howe i think that it's a it's another dangerous uh avenue that they're going down because they're putting all their eggs in the sam howe basket when they don't really have to they initially started this whole thing with a quarterback competition giving him the opportunity to start not giving him the keys, not handing him the keys. He has to win it. And all of these arguments in these articles that's being produced, and that's no disrespect to the people who's writing the articles. It's it's the people who's giving these people the quotes and giving these people the 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 um the the sound bites, the tidbits that, that tells them or tells the public this is why we love this guy so much. Like you had a person. Like we we already know that you love this guy because of practice and because of the players uh said that this guy knows what he's doing. Um, but at the end of the day, like how many times do you have to say that? How many different ways do you have to say that? I don't necessarily think that that's safe, man. And 
And for, for Washington to, to continue down that line of saying, this is why we love him so much, uh, but you only chose to play him one time, uh, and, and that's the last game of the season, and it wasn't initially the whole game. It was a half, um, and you had to be convinced that he needed to be in the game because he was going to start he was going to start one one quarterback that wasn't Sam Howell. Uh, and then secondly, you didn't even give him an opportunity after you done ran through both quarterbacks that you thought couldn't get the job done. Like all of these things kind of tells me what you're saying now doesn't align with anything that you that you did prior to February. Like when that season ended, nothing told me that you really believed in Sam Howell. And and all of a sudden that game against the Dallas Cowboys convinced you that he was the guy that you can trust in moving forward. I don't buy that. And I think it's dangerous uh, for anybody to believe in that and to run with it like it's gospel. Sam Howell might work right he might be the guy but it's not because the coaches believed in him i think it's because sam howe is who he is and, and that's another thing that i said in the preseason like if he, if sam howe shows that he's got it you can't deny it like that's just the person who he is that's just the player who he is he's going to be a person who who continues to grow who continues to make plays but it's not because ron rivera uh and 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 whoever else believed in him and and, and said that he had these tools um, because we groomed him to be this type of person. It ain't because of them. It's because of Sam. So that's that's why I'm like, their arguments is just, it kind of, it, it's kind of frustrating because they're trying to confuse us or or believe that, or try to believe some some stuff that they don't even really believe. It's, it's just filtering and, and messaging and hoping that everything comes to life at the end of the day and hope that it doesn't backfire and and, and show, like throw them up right in their face. But I, I just don't, it's dangerous, bro. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Ron Rivera is hoping that this pans out with Sam Howell so he can he can look like a genius or that can help give him an extra oomph to possibly get back with another team in the NFL after he's fired. Because it's, I keep saying this, like some people might think I'm just being a hater or whatever. I don't like Ron Rivera, but there's no way in hell that he can save his job here, like with new ownership and possibly a new GM. But the likelihood of a Sam Howell, fifth-round quarterback, working in the league is unrealistic. Just look around the league. Most of the guys that we view as the top-tier quarterbacks are first-rounders. <laughs> like, you ain't you ain't seeing a bunch of four, fifth, sixth-round quarterbacks out there among your top 10 or your top 15. Like, you're just not seeing it. And I truly believe that it's been a battle within that organization on what they should do at quarterback. But ultimately, Ron Rivera makes the call, and he's making the call that Sam should get a, a crack at it. But there's also people in that building like, what if this fails? That's why the importance of securing a backup such as a J- Jacoby Brissett and his veteran leadership and what he brings to a, tape, uh, to a team in general is important. But if Sam doesn't look good in preseason and you have to start Jacoby Brissett going into week one, like, that, that changes everything in regards to this team, like, that changes the whole perspective of how the fans looked at it. Like maybe, maybe some of us we can break down the dynamics and say, "Oh, you know, we we understand that's a competition and things could go wrong." But there's people that are buying season tickets. There's people that root for this team and spend a lot of money with this team that truly believe that Sam Howell is QB one, and in no way have they, no way have they um, made it seem like. He's not 
he's not supposed to be the starter. But if Jacoby Brissett goes out there and balls with preseason, which he probably will, you can't lie to the fans and what they're saying on tape and what they're saying in practice and training camp because those fans eventually going to go to training camp to those open practices. Hold on, player. Now, AJ, to your point, I'm not saying you wrong. I'm saying hold on because, you know, damn well fans are going to lie to themselves. They're going to lie. They will. They already are. They're going to they gonna convince themselves <laughs> that Sam Howell is it, regardless of what Jacoby, Jacoby looked like. Um, and, and that's going to be the, the first, that's going to be the frustrating thing for them because they're ultimately going to get let down. But that's another thing, AJ, to, to your point, like people forget, like, and, and, and I said it and, and you just alluded to it as well. Like opportunity is the key word. They're going to give him the opportunity. People are forgetting that Sam Howe is not the starting quarterback yet, and he may not win the job, but I think another thing to add to it, I get a flow back to y'all, is like they're talking as if he's the starting quarterback. So that that this is the the beginning of the mixed messaging once again. Like, is he the starting quarterback, or are you going to give him the opportunity? Because you're talking no like like you're making the argument that he is it, and and he's not it, not it yet. And so for me to chime in on this. This is I'm not I'm not like AJ when it comes to Ron. Like I don't hate Ron Rivera, you know, but I, I, I see his flaws. And this is one of those things that I have a problem with this regime is that they try to talk up to the fan base. They try to convince us of things with their talking, you know, versus their actions. And Ron is like, well, I'm an action person, but he talks a lot. Like they try to tell us these things like, oh, we had a second round grade on Sam Howe. Well, if you had a second round grade on Sam Howe, at quarterback, a position which you were desperate, although you already traded for Carson Wentz, why did you draft a third defensive tackle over him? You drafted Percy Butler over him, and you drafted uh, Brian Robinson over him, a running back. You know, So you drafted three positions that's not anywhere close to the quarterback position in terms of value and importance on the field. You drafted that over Sam Howell, who you allegedly had a late, late first or a second round, third round grade over. So to me, it's not adding up. Like your words aren't adding up to your actions, you know, at this point. And we've already talked ad nauseum about how Sam could have started probably earlier, but, you know, Ron gave us the whole song and dance and they, and Taylor Heineke had to convince Ron to start Sam Howell in a meaningless football game to end the season. So what are your real thoughts on Sam Howell? At this point, I feel like they're just trying to convince us, the fan base, that Sam Howell is the guy. And again, Maul, I don't have an issue with Sam Howell, the player. I mean, I think Sam Howell, he, he may, could be something. I don't know. We don't have a, a large enough sample size to know what Sam Howell is and is legal, what he, what he isn't. But it just feels like they're blowing smoke up our asses like they've done for the last couple of years when they've gone at quarterbacks. They told us Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the guy. But then again, to your point about the quarterback competition, you know, about Jacoby Brissett, we've heard the last three years that there was a quarterback competition, but we didn't, I mean, except for Carson Wentz. I felt like they gave Carson Wentz that, you know, that opportunity because Carson needed that. You know, after the whole Philadelphia thing, we heard about how fragile Carson's feelings were. They wanted Carson to so feel wanted. sad, bruh. Yes. Like, uh, everybody exactly. from the organization <laughs> came out defending that man in the offseason. Like, right. coddling the, Carson Wentz, bro. It, and they, and they did. It, it, even Ron came out last year when they drafted Sam Howell and said, oh, Sam Howell is just a backup quarterback. He's a developmental guy. We just needed an ideal backup. Now they're telling us Sam could be more than an ideal backup. But before Carson Wentz, the two years – 
they told us that the there was a competition with the, uh, Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen and or and Alex Smith. But I think everyone knew that there was no competition. They were going to give Dwayne Haskins, Haskins the start to the season, regardless of what happened. The next year, Raffis, Patrick, Taylor, Heineke, they said it was a com- quarterback competition. I think we all knew that Raffis, Patrick was their guy that year. You know, and, and that's what's going to happen this year as far as a quarterback competition with Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howe. They're going to give Sam Howe the starting job to start the year. Now, whether Sam, Sam Howe starts the rest of the season or not, that's another story. But they're going to sell us on a competition, and I don't think we're going to get a competition. I think Sam Howe is the guy that they want to try out there. And the reason for that is because – this is their last chance to strike gold. They know they're not going to strike gold with Jacoby Brissett. You know, everyone kind of knows what Jacoby Brissett is. He's a solid quarterback. I mean, he's a uh, top of the line backup quarterbacks. Probably not a guy that you want starting full seasons if you want any sustained success in the NFL. But Sam Howell is their last chance to strike gold for this regime. Now, they know that they, I don't know if they know that Sam Howell is great or what they're selling us to Sam Howell is, but. If Sam Howe is anything, if if Sam Howe is close to top 10, maybe he's in the Derek Carr range, maybe he's in the 12 to 15 range. If he's any of that, it makes Ron and them look right and it makes Ron and them look good. So that's why Sam Howe is going to get the initial start to this season and it's not going to be a real competition. And that's why they're trying to sell fans and pump fans up that saying we're all in on Sam Howe. It's not necessarily that they think Sam Howe is it. But they want Sam Howell to be it because that's their last chance to strike gold as this regime. Because they, if, if he is more than what he is, then Sam Howell gives them some kind of lease on life because they decided on Sam Howell. But if Sam Howell is not, they can say, oh, we have Jacoby Brissett as a backup option and we know we can float above water with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. Not even, not just Jacoby, like, Think about what they were willing to do in this year's draft. Um, part of the article that Khan wrote was that Washington would have been tempted to take Hendon Hooker if he was available in the third round. And uh, that kind of shows, like, I mean, obviously Hendon is coming off an ACL injury, but um, I'll have to look it up. But I do remember reading that he would have been available around training camp or preseason. Um, same, same around the same time span, but like he would have been available around that time. So that kind of tells you like he wouldn't have been out the loop for a whole year. He would have been around. He would have been able to, to, uh, get some snaps, not necessarily saying start any games in 2023, but they would have been able to see him play in practice in 2023. Um, so to that point, uh, does that kind of show anybody that like, I mean, think about it. Hendon, his last two years, if, if I had to pull up his stats, uh, they were crazy. Like he only he threw less than 10 interceptions and he threw nearly 60 touchdowns um in, in two in his last two seasons as a starter. So for Washington, like they're not looking at him as okay, he's just gonna be a backup for us. He's a potential starter down the line. So for Washington, I think of like what they're saying about Sam, um, what they put out there in the past uh, about um, Hendon or past meaning recently about Hendon, but, but just like thinking like all of these things culminate to a team who is really just throwing things out there and hoping something sticks because if they cover their bases in all areas, they don't really have anything to worry about. 
But Maul, um, Maul you're yep. even forgetting about the rumor that they and came from a credible source that they were possibly going to try to move up if Anthony Richardson wasn't taking oh, yeah. within those Mike Jones, yep. yep. Yeah, so it's like that. that's why I said when, when they came out with the Sam Howell thing, I'm like, I don't know who they think they're fooling, but I'm not one of them. And I know I know my co-hosts on this show ain't one of ain't one of those either. Like we not being fooled by what y'all doing here. Y'all just know that y'all don't really have y'all don't really have the guts to try to repeat what you did the year you acquired Carson Wentz again, because you know the likelihood is slim to none. Even with Eric Bieniemy being the OC, look how long that process took to even get an OC. Like. You know, <laughs> like that was a long process to get an offensive coordinator to the point where it was like, might they even have an OC <laughs> going into the season? But it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking of storylines to come for the season. And I think that is going to be one of the major ones alongside uh, the ownership group becoming official. Because it's like every every little nuance at that position in practices that are open for the media to see and for fans to see in training camp is going to be, is going to be over-evaluated mm-hmm. and over-analyzed because, Hey, they've made it a competition instead of just rocking with the fact, okay, we going to live and die by our decision. We're going to give everything to Sam Howell, pick a guy. You feel me? <laughs> Especially a quarterback. Why you need to make it a competition? Can you imagine if they had ended up being able to select Henna Hooker in the third round? It like, would have been crazy. It would have been insane. But it's like just pick your guy at quarterback because you're once again, your team needs to be able to rally around someone and they need to be able to understand who they're looking forward to at that position because that's one of the most important positions of an NFL team. And right now, they're up in limbo. It's like you got a fifth round pick that played in one game, 19, 19 attempts. And you got a, a veteran savvy quarterback that has won a Super Bowl that has also played with winning organizations and also did a damn good job, you know, filling in for Deshaun Watson until he could step in and you have them battling each other. It, it makes no sense. Just rock with your guy. If he if he falters, then you go with Jacoby Brissett. Because he's he's used to that role already. So he he's not gonna complain. But, you know, so the issue I think they have with the whole quarterback competition is they worry too much about the optics. You know, they worry too much about what people may think if they say, oh, we're just going to rock with Sam Howell. I think that's that's the the worry of Ron and his regime. They're worried people are going to think that, oh, we're just handing this job over to this guy versus, oh, he actually earned it. Like they want people to feel like a guy has earned it. But then that can backfire on them if the guy comes out there and looks like ass, you know, then that back that that makes them look like fools. You know, when you when you feel like you you gave this guy a job and most of the fans we watch preseason, like you said, some fans, they come out to training camp. We can see with our own eyes who looks better. But if you tell me that this guy won because he earned it and he comes out, he looks like ass. You look foolish. But they think that they look good in saying that we had a quarterback competition and this guy earned it. He won it flat out that this is why he has the job. So that's just that's why I think they go with the whole quarterback competition conversation a lot of the times. Here's another angle to this um, with how generally and, and I want to be clear with everybody. Um, even though I know AJ isn't 
too high on how I even think that I don't think any of us are like personally against how like you can have your opinion whether you think he's going to be good or not. But I don't even think that I, nobody is personally against how succeeding. Um, but it's not even his fault. It's, it's how things are being phrased. And, and to that degree, I, I, I want to slip this in here because I saw somebody and I'm cool with the guy and I'm not even going to like say his name, go, say his name. I ain't even going, I ain't even going, to, I ain't say even going down that route. The reason why this comment is coming up is because he represents a, a, a larger uh, community of people. And there are people who are forgetting how things played out last season. We kind of touched on it at the beginning of this conversation um, Dre and AJ, when we talked about when they selected him and the opportunities that they had to select him before he got picked in the fifth round. But don't rewrite the history and the facts of the matter. Um, if they really liked him, they would have took him earlier. That's the first and foremost, like that's the, the most blunt way of saying this, right? But outside of that, Think about the, the second round grades that people were saying, or he was the second or third best quarterback in this in this draft, the 2022 draft. Like all of these things that are saying that, but at the end of the day, like if you were good enough to be selected in the first two rounds, you would be good enough to get selected in the first two rounds. There was one quarterback who got selected in the first round, in the first two rounds, and that was Kenny Pickett. He got selected at the end of the first round. And you're telling me that every single team, including the Washington Commanders, didn't think that he was good enough to get selected until five rounds or four rounds after the first? Like, there are reasons for why he slipped that far. And I think what's dangerous as well, um, and, and the main reason, like, I was thinking about him, that, that one person in particular, but the main reason why I thought about that is because I saw a comment on Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, where I, I rarely dive into. But I was like, you know what? Let me give it two minutes and just see what, what people are talking about. Like, I think Instagram is just as similar as Facebook, like in terms of like the, the blind homerism. Like, it, it's crazy over there. And, and people are convincing themselves that, you know, the league messed up in, in find or, or allowing how to fall that far. But they're not asking themselves, they're not asking the questions why he failed. And their, their responses are, are simple. He didn't have help. Like he lost all his help. If he lost all his help, that shouldn't allow him to fall that far. Like there are deeper reasons for why evaluators felt that he was a fifth round draft pick. It is not because he's five or six feet tall. Bryce Young got selected and he's 5'11". He was the number one overall pick. And, 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 and obviously Bryce, Bryce Young had a different circumstances playing at Alabama. But the point is, if you pointed to the height being a reason like if he was two, two or three feet taller, or, or two or five inches taller, let's just say that he would be he would be a first round pick. That's not true either. Like you don't fall that far. Like there are there are six five quarterbacks who fall in the fourth or fifth round. David hey, Davis Ma, Mills Ma, was a, a third round pick or a fourth round pick. He's six four. And, and Ma, not to cut you off, but 
North Carolina, the year after Sam Howell left, they got a stud quarterback in Drake May with pretty much a lot of that same supporting cast that Sam Howell had. And he's talked about as, you know, the top two quarterbacks coming into the 2024 draft. And watch watch how they do your boy, Drake. I guarantee Drake May won't be the second quarterback they talk about next year. So, so when you think about when you think about all those factors, man, it's it's just kind of crazy. And I want people who listen to us, who at least know us, right? If if random people come through on YouTube, we appreciate you watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because we're gonna keep it a buck with you all the goddamn time. Um, but you understand that we're not gonna bullshit you. And like, as much as we may like Sam Howell, I love the idea. I, I keep saying it. I love the idea of giving him the the QB one opportunity for this year for several reasons that's beyond like seeing what he can do, but it's financially beneficial. Uh, you were able to re-sign a couple players, including Deron Payne. Um, and you were able to, to, to reload in, in other areas of the roster. Right. But like, don't fool yourself in thinking that he was a fifth round pick because he lost all his draft talent or lost all his talent around him uh, in, in 2021 that led him to fall in or that he's six feet tall and nobody wants a six foot quarterback in the first round. That's a, that's a damn lie because there were mock drafts uh, up until the day of the draft who had him in the first round and he fell into the fifth. Bruh. It's because people are trying to use anything to fit their conversation. Think, think about Anthony Richardson that just went forward to the Colts. Any of his wide receivers get drafted. His running backs get drafted. Not not only that, AJ. And, there, and that, he ain't had the numbers. <laughs> that's where I was going. That's where I was going. <laughs> bruh, AJ, this man, um, AJ, uh, 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 Anthony Richardson, bruh, similar to numbers to Josh Allen coming out of college. And he went fourth overall, AJ. That man, that man, Anthony Richardson, went fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts, had around 55, 56% completion percentage similar to Josh Allen, and you're telling me that you didn't want people, not not anybody, like you can have, you can literally have your opinion on whether you, whether or not you like the play or not. But if your argument is about his accuracy or that you believe that he can't read a defense, that man is balling in the SEC, making plays in the SEC, and the potential is through the roof. And they took him, they, it was good enough for him to get taken fourth overall. And a coordinator who I just found out was with Kentucky, and uh, I don't remember his name verbatim, but the Indianapolis Colts has a has a coach on their staff who was the coordinator at Kentucky, and he chose to take Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Like all of these things tell you that this is a person who has the opportunity to become bigger than what his college numbers was if he continues developing. And I think like all of these reasons, like it's just foolish to think that. Anthony Richardson can't do what he can do on the next or, or or can't be better on the next level with better coaching around him, better supporting cash um, and, and better overall talent, like on both sides of the football and win games. Like that's just foolish. And, and when you think about Sam, Howe, you're and, and you're saying that you're better off, like Sam, Howe is a better overall prospect. Like I, I saw people on Instagram saying that he was more mobile than Anthony Richardson. Right. And I think Sam runs the five, a five, some in the 40. He's slow so, as hell. So that's that's the other <laughs> thing. People think he's like some athletic quarterback. Nah, he, he moved a little bit, but he not he not running no four or five out here, no four or six. 
No, you know, AJ, you know, actually, when I look at Sam Howell and people are people will look at Sam Howell's rushing stats in college and they'll assume he's just this running, scrambling quarterback. And that's not the case. That's just what North Carolina asked him to do. They ran a lot of RPOs. They ran, they ran a lot of quarterback option run plays at North Carolina his last year. But to me, Sam Howell is kind of similar to Tim Tebow on how they used him in college, you know, that last year at least. Tim Tebow wasn't the most athletic person. I wouldn't think of Tim Tebow as a Michael Vick or even an Anthony Richardson when it comes to running the ball. It's just what they asked out of the quarterback to do that final year. It doesn't mean he's like this superior athlete. We've seen what, Tim, we, we seen what kind of athlete Tim Tebow was at the next level. I always likened Tim Tebow as a fullback playing quarterback in, in Florida. I mean, that's pretty much how they used Tim Tebow. I mean, Sam Howell is like a similar athlete. Athlete that fashion, but I don't expect Sam Howell to go out there and be this great running quarterback. I do think he has good pocket awareness. I do think he's going to be able to evade, you know, pass rusher. I think he has a good feel in the pocket, but I think a lot of fans have this misconception that he's a running quarterback or that he's just going to be this great scrambling QB. And that's just not the type of player Sam Howell is. Now, I love Sam Howell's arm. Like, I saw a conversation earlier, you know, Matt Miller, the draft analyst on ESPN. He says Sam Howe doesn't have a strong arm, and I just thought that was preposterous. I mean, Sam Howe has a pretty good arm. I mean, he's not a Mahomes or anything with his arm, but he has a that damn good arm. That's where I saw like Colt McCoy in the same tweet. Yeah, Colt and Colt McCoy is a noodle arm. We say? we call he said that he's a similar player to Colt McCoy in that he doesn't have a great arm and he have a similar body type. And I'm like, Colt McCoy was made out of paper mache, and Colt McCoy had a noodle arm who might not be stronger than Heineke. So that was a lazy comp to me. You know, so, I mean, like I said, I'm not bashing Sam Howe. I'm actually intrigued by the prospect of Sam Howe. Like, I, and, and with you, Maul, I'm glad that they are giving Sam Howe this opportunity. And I hope he does win the job over Jacoby Brissett because, I mean, as a fan – Literally, you know, we don't know what Sam Howell can do as a full-time quarterback in the NFL. So that's the intrigue with Sam Howell. And that's why I'm intrigued, especially this year. And I wasn't really overly excited about the prospects this year in the draft or even maybe the available options, um, maybe a free agency or trades. So Sam Howell, to me, I'm intrigued and I'm okay and I'm rooting for Sam Howell. But I do think a lot of fans, you know, go out of context when they're looking at Sam Howell. They'll look at his college rushes, that's to say, Oh, Sam Howell's this, you know, athletic running dude. And that's not the case. As AJ said, this guy runs pretty much a five flat in a 40. I mean, he's not that type of athletic specimen. He would he just did what he was asked to do at North Carolina that last year. And he did it pretty well. I mean, he ran the ball. Like I said, it was a lot of RPOs. It was, it was a lot of QB design run plays. But he's not a guy that's going to go out there and be a Vic or Richardson or Russell Wilson when it comes to scrambling and everything. I mean, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be. We want him to be a better passer than that anyway. But I do think a lot of fans get carried away when talking about Sam Howell. Fellas, um, let's get out of here with this one. Um, what what is what is what is Ron's end game? Um, like. We've we've seen this story before. It doesn't matter who he brings in, right? Um, he tried to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick at one point, uh, and he was very content with his decision. He thought that the roster, after one year, was ready to compete, um, and that's why Fitzpatrick played a part in, in signing on that one year deal. Carson Wentz, uh, same deal. Like he thought that this roster was ready to win now. And he thought that he found his quarterback who can finally get him a chance. Uh, blew up in his face. Uh, luckily, he, he he did draft Sam Howell, right? So now you have Sam Howell. And all we hear at this point uh, are things of 
nothing but pure positivity, pure. We believed in him from the get go, uh, essentially. And we would have taken him earlier if we didn't take Carson Wentz. Like it would have, could have, should have. Like if Candy's in, if Candy's in, but I'm gonna mess that one up. So I'm gonna leave that go. But you get my point. Like all of these things where they're saying uh, positive things about the quarterbacks that they plan on starting. Um, but but finally, we're in a position where Ron is basically making his final argument for why he needs to be around beyond 2023. Um, whether or not he stays, that's up to him and, and, and ownership primarily 110 percent ownership. But what is his end game? Like, what does he get? out of digging his heels in on Sam Howe once again, uh, digging his heels in on another potential unknown quarterback for Washington once again. Uh, what are we getting out of this? Again, Maul, this is Ron's last attempt to strike gold. He knows he struck out at every opportunity to acquire the quarterback that he needs. And to him, you know, especially, and it was great for him that Sam Howell went out and had that last game against the Cowboys because fans, at least, you know, if Sam Howell, and we talked about this before that Cowboys game, I said it. I said, this is going to be a weird situation. I said, because if Sam Howell goes out and look bad that last game, everyone's going to be like, oh, this guy, you know, he can't play in this league. He can't play this level. But if he goes up and he plays good, everyone's going to look at it like that's a small sample size. That's a, that's one game, you know. So he did go out and play good. I mean, he played decent. I mean, he went out and won the game. And Sam Howell didn't he didn't put a lot of bad out there in that game. Man, that that's that's <laughs> overvalued. How can we say someone played good with 168 yards? What was it? One touchdown and one interception. But he, he didn't throw and up that interception himself, was God awful. It was. But again, and, and that's what I was saying, AJ, and, and that was my point before the Cowboys game. I said, even if Sam Howell goes out there, he lights up. He didn't light it up, but he didn't throw up on himself. But he, at the same time, it gave some people something to cling on to. You know, that Cowboys game, they can go back and they can say Sam Howell, he threw this long pass, he made a rush or touchdown, whatever the case may be. Sam, Sam Howell didn't throw up on himself, and they won the game. So Rob Rivera, I think, is using that to his advantage to say, hey, look, this guy can play. And we knew we could we knew he could play, even though a lot of us, we all of all three of us here, we can sit up here and say Ron was being disingenuous because again, if he knew Sam Howe could play, why didn't Sam Howe start earlier? Why did Carson Wentz start against the Browns? Why didn't Sam Howe get that opportunity? You were clearly over Taylor Heineke at that point. So why did you trot Carson Wentz out back out there and not trot Sam Howell out there, who you, quote unquote, knew can play and you've been watching him all season? So that's the thing. Like Ron is using this to his advantage to say, hey, he played pretty decent against the Cowboys. We're going to go out there, and this is our guy for the year. You saw what he can do, and we've been watching him all year. So that's just how, my whole point. That's just how Ron is kind of using this to his advantage. But we don't know what Sam Howe can do. But that one little game gives Sam Howe this rope and Ron Rivera this rope to say he's our guy going into the next season, and he might be that guy that gives me this extension on life as a coach in the NFL. But God damn, like the passes that Sam even did complete, they were so basic. Like it wasn't it wasn't hard passes. And honestly, Sam's best pass that he throws is the deep ball. So I'm not impressed by that ball down 
down down the field to Terry. That's that's the pass you're supposed to make if you're an NFL quarterback. You feel me? Or throwing throwing somebody a slant. Like th- those plays were wide open. If you really go back and look at the highlights of the completions that he had during that game, you're like, this is basic ass football. You feel me? Like, I think it was placement that that impressed them. Like that because was the bar is so low. Like you you literally watched during that season Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. The bar, bro. So I was low. just gonna say, and I'm gonna let you finish, AJ. I swear. Like that. The funniest thing that I thought of earlier today, or if if, it, if not today, it was yesterday. Was like in in 20 years from now, when we finally, whenever it is that we finally have like a, a quarterback that's like a top 10 quarterback, we're gonna look back at Taylor Heineke and realize that we were really rooting for a terrible guy. <laughs> For a terrible quarterback, bro. Like he was producing little to nothing here in Washington. And it's gonna be hilarious when you see what good quarterback play is. And we were comparing everything that we had after Taylor Heineke to Taylor Heineke. I don't I don't even know what this fan base is gonna do when they have a consistent quarterback that's elite at this point. Because the way that the way that they even talk about Sam Howell right now, you would think this motherfucker ran runner up for MVP of the of the league. Like that's that's how they really be talking up Sam Howe. They act like nobody else should be even an option to consider at that position. So it's like I already seen, and, and we've seen how they acted when Ron, uh, when RG three had his rookie year. He was a god, and never was able to replicate that again. But in that one season of him doing what he did, he was a god in this town, and even in national media, he was treated as an elite player. So it's like. If you if you get a guy like a – they don't even need to be Patrick Mahomes. If they just were – damn, who who's a top five quarterback? Derek Carr, and y'all know I don't like him, but if you if, get – Okay, you get, yeah. if they were Justin Herbert, because I think Justin Herbert is overrated. Like, there's a lot of, in his game that I don't care for, but some people still view him as a top five quarterback in this league. If Washington even had a Justin Herbert, he would be a god here. And it's, you know, Maul is funny because I actually mentioned, I was talking to someone on Twitter today, you know, it was giving Sam Howe prediction numbers and they were like, I'm giving the most, it's my guy Damo DMV, he's a good dude, I've been knowing him for years, but Damo said that his prediction for the season was, I mean, he said, he said a lot of y'all are giving out a, a lot of unrealistic predictions about Sam Howe. But I predict he'll have like 35 or 3,800 yards, some, somewhere in that range. But he also put that he'll have 24 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And I'm like, even that is a little unrealistic of an expectation, that TD interception ratio, because that's almost top 10-ish in a sense. I mean, if you look at the guys that have that type of interception or touchdown interception ratio, it's usually the top 10 guys. I mean, so for Sam, I mean, for Sam Howe, I would think a good season and a realistic season is a Derek Carr type of season. If he has a Derek Carr type of season, I think that's a good season for Sam Howell. I mean, that's not un- yeah. it's not an unrealistic expectation, and that puts them puts him somewhere in that fifteen range, that top fifteen range of quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's good for Washington. I mean, I don't know how that extends Sam Howell's life here, you know, with new ownership coming in, but that's a good realistic expectation for Sam Howell is somewhere in that Derek Carr tier. And that's where you want him to be. If he's anywhere below that, then that's not good for Sam Howell. And, and to that point, man, and like when you when you mentioned top 15, get, if you get top 20, like consistent top 20 quarterback play with random spouts of top 10 quarterback play on that given week, 
you're talking about a team who who is in the hunt for a playoff spot. Like undoubtedly, like I I love what the the roster looks like from the defensive line standpoint. I like what they did with the secondary um in this offseason, specifically the draft um to help build that depth up. Um, you know, you will kind of see down the line what it actually looks like when the games are played. But I like what they did from the defensive line. I like what they did from uh the secondary. Uh I like where their receivers are. I like that they added to the running back spot, right? Um, and then offensive line is is still a question mark because you don't know like with these new position groups or new players at these position groups what it's going to look like with the enemy and, and stuff like that but I also love the fact that they brought in eric the enemy like these are all things that kind of points to the fact that if you can get consistent quarterback play on a week-to-week basis you're talking about a team who can get you uh duplicate the same amount at least the same amount of wins that they had last year um and and then go from there now you don't know if you'll get if you'll miss out on the playoffs again uh, if I had to bank on it, I would, or if I had to bet on it, I would say that we probably do miss the playoffs because I don't trust the coach. Um, but I think that this roster is has slowly developed into one of, uh, t- developed into a solid roster to the point where you're looking at finally a wild card spot again because you're not going to win the division, <laughs> but you're looking at a wild card spot. And who knows where that takes you because the Cowboys are really good, the Giants are. They, I think they've arguably uh, gotten better or or at least just as good as you um, in one offseason with the moves that they made, especially on the defensive side of the football. Um, so to that point, like you're going to have competition, but this roster is solid enough to complete for, compete for a playoff spot. Um, so so overall, like I like what they did on the roster. You just don't know what's going to happen with that quarterback spot if you don't have quarter, uh, consistent quarterback consistent quarterback play. So um, yeah, man. Yeah. Your main questions is quarterback, well, head coach and quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two. Most How about this for a football team? How about this then? So if we get, if we get, let's say I'm, I'm gonna go even further. If we get top consistent top fifteen quarterback play this season, y'all are we are all allowed to change our answer after we see some games in the preseason, right? Uh, but if you get if you get top fifteen co- consistent quarterback play from this uh this team it doesn't it doesn't even have to be sam Howell. it could be jacoby Brissett. like if if sam Howe loses the competition um what do you see this team winning in terms of uh, a win to loss standpoint can you see can you see nine wins can you see 10 wins yeah and and see that's the thing none of us here have made to my knowledge we haven't made any declarations on what we think sam Howell is we just we're talking about the conversation around Sam Howe yes. or whoever it is. The and the process that led them to Sam yeah, Howe. Like, exactly. That's literally it. Yes, the process. You know, like I said, I don't have an issue with Sam Howe. I mean, I don't, I'm not high on Sam Howe. I don't have this, you know, overconfidence in Sam Howe. But I mean, you know, he can be whatever. But if Sam Howe is a top 15 guy or if Jacoby Brissett gives us top 15 play, yes, we can absolutely say, hey, this because that's all we're doing right now is just waiting and seeing what's going on. Like, we don't know. We don't have enough on what we have right now to say this team is going to be anything more than what they have been under the Ron Rivera regime. But I do agree that if you are getting top 15, I'm not getting, because I don't know. I, I, I don't have an expectation that we're going to have a top 15 quarterback. But if we do have that, you would have to assume that you're going to be better than seven and eight wins, you know, pretty much what Ron has given us in his regime. I mean, because we've had 
bottom five quarter, bottom five to bottom 10 quarterback play in his three years so far. And then we, we've won seven to eight games, you know, with him every time, every year that he's been here. So you have to expect if you're going to have top 15 play that you're going to be at least two to three games better as a team, especially if you've upgraded on defense. And I do think they have gotten better on defense and Ron Rivera's tenure. You know, I mean, we were pretty bad in 2021, um, but 2022, it was better. 2020 was good. But I also thought 2020 was a little overrated, but 2021 mm-hmm. was bad. 2022, I thought they were a lot better. And I think personnel-wise, we have upgraded. So if you get top 15 play, I don't see why you shouldn't expect two to three more wins at the very minimum of this franchise. Damn, for me, who? Jeez. Come I on, think if Sam, if, if Sam, if Sam Howe, is a starter for the entire season, I think they still miss the playoffs. If no, 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 we are consistent. It don't matter who's starting. Consistent okay. top 15. We said top 15, right? Yeah, top 15. Like, I hate so I hate Sam or Jacoby. I would say the quarterback needs to be top 10. I hate top 15. Okay. Talks. That's, all right. But okay, if, they're, if they're top 10s, they can make the playoffs. Will they win a playoff okay. game? No clue. But they could possibly get to the playoffs, especially if the defense plays how they left the season off at the end of the year. Even with the ups and downs, they could possibly be a seventh seed. Luckily, there's now seven seeds <laughs> instead of the six. So I feel, I feel like everyone that made the playoffs in the NFC East, I mean, the NFC got better, yeah, increasingly I, better. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think that Washington has got better. I think they added some pieces, but to say that they pushed the mark. Well, it's not the same brand. San Fran stayed the same for real for the most part, but that's it. Yeah, they, they still. Man, how much better did the Giants get though? I don't think the Giants got that defense, much better. Their honestly. defense, re, their de- I yeah. like their defense. I mean, they got Darren Waller too, who's a good target. I mean, but you still have mm-hmm. Daniel Jones at quarterback. I mean, how much better did the Giants get? Well, I mean, you've now added you added some weapons to where they can't really stay in the box. They also got Jalen Hyatt um, alongside. Oh, yeah with the other wide receivers that they added. But most importantly, Daniel Jones gets to be in this office for uh, another year. So you can't really stack the box like you used to do because they have a tight end that they can hit off the play action, especially if they get the run game started. I just feel like a Darren Waller, especially for that particular team, makes a, a lot of a difference. And if those guys on the outside mm-hmm. can play any, any better than what they got from Kenny Galladay, and even Isaiah Hodgins, I, I've told y'all on here, I feel like he has solid potential. I just think that they're better. But every other team in in their that made the playoffs, I feel like got better. Like Minnesota added another wide receiver to go alongside Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison was a dog, like at Pitt and at USC. And I don't expect that to change. Uh, their defense could be better, but – I feel like they've added more pieces to really play that 3-4 that they want to. But I don't really feel like Washington got increasingly better for me to say, damn, like they they could possibly get to the playoffs, but shit, it's not going to be they winning the NFC East. They're going to be the seventh seed if they make it. I'm with you. Um, Hawk says that – first of all, let me, let me preface this. His statements he said do y'all think that we're better than the seahawks cowboys vikings san fran says that he has us at two and 15 wow. i don't trust this team and i don't think we got better 
Um, and it, from oh yeah, go ahead, Dre. Yep. I was just gonna say, I, I Hulk, I, I think Hulk. Speaking out of emotion, I like Hulk, and Hulk is real. I mean, he's being real now. Hulk, I will say, if you are right, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind a two and fifteen season, especially with new ownership coming in, because like you said, we get uh Caleb Williams coming in. I mean, whoever we we will get our quarterback if we are what you think we are, Hulk. I just don't see it, man. I don't think this roster. Will There's win no two way games, this man. this roster could never get to two and fifteen. But all you should do is pray each and every day at the end of the night or throughout the day <laughs> that whoever ends up with the first pick in the draft overall doesn't need a quarterback okay. because that's the only thing that could really save Washington at the end of this year because I don't expect I don't expect Sam Howell to necessarily work out but at least they'll be they'll they'll have a new organization leader and GM that will be more aggressive and try their best to acquire that first pick in the draft. So two more things. Hawk said last take. I got them trading one of the defensive ends. Um, and then last thing I saw on Twitter just now at 8 12 p.m. Um, Sam Howe 2020 <laughs> Sam Howe 2023 predictions 4817 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 803 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. Hashtag left hand up at commanders. Um, so we're gonna end it there. Yeah, you know, uh, shout out, shout yeah. out, shout out to him. You know, shout out to that Sam Howe prediction, man. Uh, y'all take it that, deep. Yeah, we ain't gonna worry about that. We ain't gonna worry Why about that. Why can't we, we call go- these people out? We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end the show <laughs> right now because that's all we need to talk about. Is is <laughs> is the we didn't we didn't talk about Sam Howe and Ron Rivera this whole show. We're gonna end it right there with that with that predict with that prediction, bro. It's a dude. I'm real cool with cuz too, so I <laughs> Sam Vic. <laughs> no, Monty, we ain't even gonna talk about it, bro. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. Y'all be easy. Take it say take uh take it easy. Uh we do have an interview lined up as it stands today for next week. So if we're not live, heads up, if we're not live Monday, uh we will have a show regardless next week. Just stay tuned uh for that one once we get things lined up. Uh but yeah, we're out of here. Y'all be easy, take it safe, all that good stuff. Peace. Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive.